Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Welcome to Totally Mackinac Island Podcast. I am your host, Heather. And folks, there is a lot to cover today, so I'm just going to jump right into it. All right. First, I want to start out with Lucky Bean Coffee House, which is located on Mackinac. Now, if you do not follow them on Instagram, I highly recommend that you do so. They do have a Facebook page, but the story that she is sharing is on her Instagram. And so, uh, Carolyn May is the owner of the shop and a while back she posted something and I'm, I'm just going to share with you guys what she put down in the, um, uh, notes for about the video. So it said a five minute journey into my past, a personal narrative developed five years ago, discussing how it all began and how I responded to the cultural changes followed by how it has shaped me today to be more mindful, receptive, and an informative coffee shop owner. So she released today that this had been made back in 2019. And um, the she says, I don't want to share too much because I want you guys to go watch it and, and read what she says. But she goes into how things have changed so much even by watching this now because of what has happened since then, the pandemic, you know, there's just been a lot of different things. Um, she said a shift in ownership of the family business, inflation and lost of, and a loss of seven businesses on market street. So there's just a lot that she realizes by watching this video that they had started back then, but sharing it now. So go to Instagram and it's under luckybean.mi. I will have that down in the show notes for you to look at because it, it was a really neat watch to, to capture and see how she did that. And it's something that I love to be able to see. And I know that all of you like to find out about the shop owners and what's going on with that. And I think she did a great job with sharing that with everyone. Next, next we are going into Expedition X, which you might be thinking, why am I talking Expedition X? when this is about Mackinac Island. Well, I'll tell you why, because Max, um, Expedition X was up on Mackinac Island, okay? And if you are not familiar with Expedition X, it's actually a show that Neil and I watch, as it is. Um, it's on Discovery Channel, and it's hosted by Josh Gates, and he has two other people that are on there with him. Now, I used to watch um, Josh Gates and his own show, and um, I think it was Expedition. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, so we started coming across here, and this team that goes, their names are Jess and Phil, and they usually go to places that people contact them if there's maybe UFO sightings or if somebody thought they saw um, Bigfoot, and they go there, and while Jess is more of the paranormal, Phil is more of the science, and so they will try to maybe really see what could be going on or debunk it. So recently, Hans and Mackinac shared the other week that this was going to be on, and it was all about when they came to Mackinac Island, 
and I hate the title of this um, episode. It was called Death Island, which I don't like that. I, I don't think of it like that. I've never heard it before like that, but that could be. So this is the description because there's two parts to this, okay? Josh Gates sends Phil and Jess to reportedly the most haunted place in America, Mackinac Island. This remote Aww. island has experienced over a thousand years of bloodshed and residents report they are now plagued by terrifying paranormal activity. I have known that there is a lot of paranormal activity on there, obviously because of the Haunts of Mackinac tour. That's how I first learned about that. And I swear at one point that there was other parts that you could go out and do um, readings and I believe they're called EVP readings. It's a recorder that can capture um, voice activations. So you just talk into it. And while you might not hear it right then, if they play it back, that's it sometimes comes through them. Anyway, I swear I thought I saw that years ago. And we ended up just doing the Haunts of Mackinac tour, which was great. Now, I've done the Haunts of Mackinac tour twice, and each one has been a different place. If you are very into, I know I'm going all over the place, but I just, I, I need to kind of explain a few things first. Um, so the Haunts of Mackinac, um, Todd Clements, who owns that, he also has two books, okay? So there's the original Haunts of Mackinac. It's Ghost Stories, Legends, and Tragic Tales of Mackinac Island. And then Haunts of Mackinac, the next chapter, most more ghost stories, legends, and tragic tales of Mackinac Island. So when Josh Gates got notified, it was from Bay Point Cottage, which is down by Mission Point. And they had a camera down in their basement. And you saw in the corner something come out super fast and go back. Well, because Phil is more of the scientific, doesn't necessarily believe in the paranormal. He was thinking, okay, we can easily debunk this. This is not a problem. But that wasn't the only thing that they talked about. Um, there was talks of uh, sometimes people would be in their room and they would feel like somebody was sitting at the end of the bed. Uh, they would have different problems with maybe lights. There's just was presence throughout there that was very unique. The lights would, you know, become increasingly brighter. So they decided to head to Mackinac Island. And this um, was this last fall. The other, <laughs> so when they got there, they said the deserted island, which we all know is not completely deserted. There are people there. You can still go there and visit. I realized that it's going to make it sound even more intriguing, but this really just, as Neil's watching it with me, I'm like, nope, that's not true. That's not it at all. But anyway, so they headed down there and they were closing everything up for the season. And so they got to stay there and it was really kind of neat to see inside of there. Bay Point, I know, used to be open a little bit later in the season sometimes. And they do, they used to open sometimes when you would have the Christmas Bazaar and different things, but I've not seen them listed with that. So maybe they'll start doing this now that that's aired because people might be coming there by the flocks to stay there. In the Haunts of Mackinac um, book that Todd Clements wrote, so ghostly guests at Small Point Cottage, all right? So the address is 6220 Main Street. And just a little brief history. 
the last building on eastbound Huron Main Street before you reach the State Park is Small Point Cottage, the only example of Gothic Revival architecture left on the island. Small Point Cottage is wonderfully charming bed and breakfast. It is far enough away from the large crowds and noise of downtown area to allow oneself just relax and enjoy the serenity. The house was originally built in 1882 by Alson and Ann Sheely, who also built an identical house nearby. The house was moved in the 1950s in order for the Moral Re <laughs> Rearmament World Conference Center to be built currently. The Mission Point Theater is located where the Sheely house once was. The sister house was torn down. Over the years, there have been a number of different owners of the home. One of the owners had a young daughter who was deeply saddened when her family had to move away. However, in 1971, John Finley, the current owner, moved to Mackinac Island with his family. He was hired as an elementary school teacher on island and needed a home that could fit his large family as well as handle the island's harsh winters. Small Point Cottage was the answer. Over the years, the Finley children grew up and moved out. The home was converted to a bed and breakfast. Today, the B&B is still owned by the Finleys and open to guests during warmer months. Ghostly activity. Some of those who have either worked at Small Point Cottage or stayed as a guest have become familiar with the two residents' ghosts found here. Both ghosts are neither victims of a tragedy or horrible death, but were forced for one reason or another to leave Small Point Cottage. Both loved Small Point Cottage and Mackinac Island so much that after passing, they returned to the place they once called home. The first ghost is to believe the daughter of the previous owner of Small Point Cottage, who after her family had moved away, declared that she would one day return. It is commonly believed that this ghost is the same little girl who fulfilled her promise to return to the place she loved. The ghostly little girl has been here long before Small Point Cottage became a bed and breakfast. She is a non-threatening presence and is known to move items, sometimes even taking them for her collection. Her footsteps can be heard throughout the house and occasionally she makes other unexplainable noises. Guests who have experienced the girl's ghost claim that she is playful and pleasant. The second ghost residing at Small Point Cottage is a man known only as Aaron. He too is to believe to have once lived in the house, developing a strong attachment toward it. Aaron is considered to be a gentle spirit and has always been non-threatening. Aaron is notorious for creating his own personal mischief around Small Point Cottage. His most common activities include footsteps, doors opening and closing, and locking the front door, which stopped when the owner asked him to. Occasionally, he will appear to someone as an apparition, but this is far less common. So Small Point Cottage's haunting and ghostly activity scale, time scale, three stars, intensity, three stars, regularity. Um, they're not stars, so I'm going to say fireworks. Well, Dodd Clements also made an appearance on when they went to Expedition X because over on the opposite side of the island, when you kind of closer to British Point Landing, they, you can sometimes see um, light orbs over the water, which they were looking through a certain camera and it wasn't making sense, which then of course has me intrigued that I would want to be out there, but who are we kidding? I'm not going to stay out that late <laughs> to go over on that side of the island. 
now because we will be staying at Mission Point in June when we go, I am very intrigued to head over to Small Point and to talk to them because I think that that was just really unique. But this wasn't all that they did. So there was another episode because they then went out and dove um, in the water for a shipwreck that is notoriously known um, for sometimes even claiming divers' lives. And then they went to a lighthouse um, that also was on another island, but they somehow feel that they're all connected. And then there were some ghost brothers that came and joined them and went into the house with them to make contact. And they would ask a question and they had these little boxes. And if it was the spirit was there, it was red when they weren't, but green when they were. And they would ask a question and then the green would go off. And then they would have their EVP recorders out and they could hear different things. So from there, they decided to head downtown, which in front of Marquette Park, as one of the historians told them earlier in the episode, is where, you know, there's been so much bloodshed with battles with Native Americans, basically saying everywhere that you're walking on Mackinac is a graveyard because there was so much history of that. And I know that there was a large Native American presence there. And they were standing at this um, kind of, you know, where the Statue of Liberty is that they have there. It's a little bit further down from that. Anyway, they were standing there and they just started asking who was there and names just started coming through there. So they did some research and it was names of people that have died on Mackinac and some of them just recently. So it was really crazy watching it. Um, if I know that it can be different if you're not really into the paranormal. Um, I've never experienced anything. I think there's something to be said about it. I don't want to say that I'm closed-minded to it. I've never, since I've never personally experienced it, but seeing this really could kind of make you think a little bit differently. And I didn't like that they called it Death Island. I did not like that. Um, there definitely was not anybody out when they were out, which is more common obviously at different times but i wonder if they really focused on trying to make it look like that um when they were shooting but you can watch it on discovery channel um and hbo max so it's on either one of those if you have the option to do that uh, i will put that down in the show notes so you have more information along with the um todd clements the haunts of Mackinac, and of course all of this will be on the website for the podcast which is going to have the video of the clips of the previews for expedition x because i can download that on there from youtube so then you can see that another thing that i will have notes on is all about neil was looking because he's going to be golfing up there and he was following these guys that go to different courses in michigan okay so he said, maybe they'll be up at Mackinac Island. And I said, oh, they'll probably go to the Jewel. Well, actually, they ended up going to Wawashkimo. So we watched it, and it was about 40 minutes. And um, when they were heading over there, they it's called Tourist Sauce. Tourist Sauce, excuse me, Episode 8, Wawashkimo. I will have it down. I will have it on the website for you guys to go to. And they go into going over there all about the course and what it is and 
they explain how it's played. You guys, I don't play golf. I don't understand it. But Neil was even explaining it to me. I still can't, I can't explain it to you guys. It's it's nine holes, but then I guess you you double back, but it's different the way you come back. It still doesn't make sense to me. So these guys went up there. Two of them played with the hickory stick options, and the other two played with regular clubs. And you definitely got the sense when they were heading over there that um, they were a little hungover. And they were just saying how they hate fudge. Well, the one guy really was saying that, that it's too sweet, it's not good. And I got to thinking, you have no idea where you're going that you need to do that. So right away I was like, whatever. But <laughs> as the episode went on, it was fun to watch. And um, I asked Neil if he was going to play it when he went. And I, I have a feeling they're going to play it too. It looked really interesting. It's, um, he said it's got more of a Scottish vibe for a golf course. And they even said that on there when they were talking to the gentleman. So definitely watch it if you want to play it or if you just want to see it because it was really neat to watch. And I felt like I learned even a little bit more about the island. Um, so yeah, that was really unique. They ended up at the end going and getting fudge and they loved it because it, you know, it's good. It's not it was done right. It's just different there. So I loved being able to watch that and take that in. Of course, you know, I'm always going to be very, very, um, heated a little bit and protective when it comes to Mackinac when people talk about some things, cause I just, I'm like, no, that's not right, but it is what it is. You know, I just wanted to say, give it a shot watching this because it was very fun to catch it on. And they loved playing it. They really enjoyed it. They said when they got done, this made me love golf again. And for for someone that knows a golfer, that's a big deal. And I, I loved being able to hear that. So there's all of those things leading into it. I told you there's a lot that we're covering today. But we're going to get back into restaurants because that's, you know, what this episode is about. I was able to get on and see that Watercolor Cafe has their food menu back up right now. So I don't know if this is the updated, um, but I was beyond relieved to see that and I went in there. And so that if you're not familiar with Watercolor Cafe... It is a cafe during the day and then becomes an art studio at night. And they offer all sorts of classes um, for you to get into. So starting May 11th, they have classes beginning, okay? And here are some of the options that they have so far, like Mackinac Shoreline watercolor class, tulips watercolor class, geraniums watercolor class. More classes are going to be coming soon. There's also private classes available if you would like to do that to um, if you have let's say a girls trip to do all right so they open on may 9th hours are eight to five daily full menu served eight to three open studio and coffee bar three to five all right so one thing that you can do is um order ahead of time this is a great thing to remember okay ordering ahead of time means if you're out on your bike and you are going to be riding around and you want some food with you you can order and then go in and pick it up which is great uh especially if you love the food from there which i absolutely do so we're going to get into it this is they have gluten-free bread and gluten-free wraps available huge if you are gluten-free so we're starting out with the food for breakfast 
So we have the breakfast sandwich, and this is eggs, bacon, cheddar, chipotle, aioli on sourdough bread. Then distinctive and bold. Eggs, bacon, avocado, tomato, spinach, and mayo in a flour wrap. The breakfast burrito, the chorizo, sausage, eggs, cheddar, flour wrap served with sour cream. And then your oatmeal served with brown sugar, add bananas, coconut flakes, or peanut butter. Now there is no pricing listed on here, so I'm afraid I cannot help you with that. I had even looked on my phone for a picture I took of the menu and they didn't have the prices there and plus things could have changed. So toast, they have avocado toast, freshly smashed avocado and garlic pepper seasoning, add boiled egg or bacon, you have your breakfast sandwich, tomato slices, goat cheese and balsamic glaze, distinctive and bold, brie, bacon and honey, breakfast burrito, creamy peanut butter, sliced banana, and honey. So of the breakfast items, I have done the breakfast burrito, the creamy peanut butter, sliced banana, and honey. I just cannot get past, um, it says breakfast burrito, but it's actually toast. Um, it's on these uh, multi-grain toast. It's amazing. But now I really, really think the next time I go, I am going to do the, um, maybe I think I'm going to do the distinctive and bold toast because brie and honey. Yeah, that sounds amazing. If you hear a cat in the background, that's my cat Blanche Devereaux. She's extremely talkative today. So lunch, we have chipotle turkey, turkey bacon, cheddar cheese, red onion, tomato, chipotle aioli served warm on sourdough. Breakfast sandwich, chopped bacon, romaine, tomato, cheddar, and ranch dressing. Beanery chicken salad, house chicken salad made with fresh green red grapes served with red onion and whole hearty whole grain. Pesto grilled cheese, provolone cheddar, spinach, and basil pesto on sourdough. The Monet, turkey, brie cheese, fig preserves, spinach, whole grain mustard on hearty whole grain bread. Curried chickpea wrap, vegan curry chickpea recipe, spinach, and avocado. When I was there a couple years ago, I met up with Megan, who we had on the show, who does MMK Designs, and we each got, I got the pesto grilled cheese, and she got the Monet, and then we each swapped a part of that to, um, to eat it, because I had never had either, so that was a great way for me to try. Um, I would, <laughs> if it was open and I could do it, the pesto grilled cheese... I would, I would drive there now to get it. It's so good. I don't know. I, I love grilled cheese. I love pesto. So you put those together. It's amazing. I loved the Monet, but of the two, I like the pesto grilled cheese better. That's just me. But I'm so glad that I tried it. I don't want to downplay it. Of the other items that they have on here, um, Neil and then my friend Kelly both got the breakfast burrito, which was the chorizo sausage, eggs, cheddar, flour wrap served um, with sour cream. Loved it. It is the portion sizes too. You guys are very well portion sized. The pesto grilled cheese. I mean, we couldn't. I couldn't eat either one of all of those sandwiches because it's so filling, but it's so good. So if you are going with someone and you're riding around, just keep that in mind to maybe share or explore some of that. Now they also have salads. So a sunny day salad is fresh spinach, goat cheese, red onion, sliced almonds homemade croutons, pesto, vinaigrette, chicken and greens, 
house-made chicken salad on a bed of spinach topped with red onion slices served with a side of balsamic dressing. And then you have your chef salad, romaine turkey, bacon, cheddar, boiled egg, tomato, onion, croutons, honey Dijon vinaigrette. I will be honest, the sunny day salad sounds amazing to me. It's getting close to lunch, so that's why I'm super hungry right now. So for kids, they have PB&J, creamy peanut butter, and strawberry jam, grilled cheese, sourdough and cheddar, mac and cheese, it's craft, and a turkey roll-up, turkey, cheddar, mayo, and flour wrap. Now, they usually have poppies, which is homemade Pop-Tarts, and they'll put them out with what they are. And I've had the cinnamon swirl and the s'mores. And I was actually very surprised at how much I like the s'mores because I'm not a marshmallow person. They were delicious. They make them themselves there. They're adorable. They're huge. So um, whenever I go, one of the girls, I don't bring back fudge. I bring her back poppies because she absolutely loves that. Now, when you've got your drinks, they are known for their drinks, okay? So cafe drinks, drip coffee, espresso, Americano, cappuccino, latte, mocha, chai latte, matcha latte, hot cocoa, tazo tea, lemonade, cold crew, house made. Milk choice is 2% almond, coconut, and oat. The flavored syrup additions are vanilla, caramel, mocha, white mocha, hazelnut, sugar-free vanilla, sugar-free caramel. All drinks can be made iced or hot. So the specialty lattes. You've got your golden milk, which is turmeric, cinnamon, ginger, vanilla, cardamom, black pepper, honey, no espresso. Distinctive and bold, purple, taro root, and vanilla, snickerdoodle, spiced brown sugar, cinnamon, vanilla, toffee turtle, chocolate, toffee, and caramel. So when we were there last time, Cass got... I think she wanted to try the golden milk and I, I, she, she didn't like it, but I did and I loved it. Um, then you've got your paradise lemonade, blueberry infused lemonade, iced lotus tea, naturally energizing with coffee, fruit, cascara, amino acids, B vitamins made with high quality ingredients, including cane sugar, aptogenic botanicals and superfruits. Then you've got your Island dream sickle, Creamy coconut strawberry milk. Oh, I need to show Caleb that. He'll love it. The boba tea. Original brown sugar and matcha. Smoothies coming soon. Smoothie bowls coming soon. And frappes coming soon. And uh, they do have a picture of their poppies on there for you to see. And as I mentioned, they are delicious. They also have other pictures on their website, um, which is watercolormackinaw.com. I will have that information on there. I also had Kate, who owns it on here a couple years ago, so I will put in the website her interview so you can click on that and see which one it is to go from there. Um, I think it's important to know too with watercolor, the location is behind the Bayview Inn um, B and B. And so it's kind of on the water. So when you're in there sitting, you feel as though you are on the water. Like it's, you're just like a houseboat out there, which is really fun. She's done a great job. It's very bright. And even on a rainy day, it, because it's yellow in there, it's sunny. It just feels good. I love it. 
We did a class there last year with making jewelry with resin. It was super fun. Uh, got It gave you the opportunity to talk to people around you, to hear their story. And I loved that experience to seeing the cafe outside of being the cafe. Um, and I'm always excited to go back there and try different stuff, which I'm going to be doing this year. It's, it's hard for me because when I like something, I want to get the same thing. But it's good to step out of your box as I find out. Okay. So lots of information that I threw at you guys today. As I mentioned, all of this will be in the Totally Mackinac Island podcast uh, website, which is www.totallymackinawislandpodcast.com. I should have shortened it to www.tmi.com, but I, I didn't think of that till later. So anyway that is going to be there. So then, um, any show notes, I'm having a hard time for some reasons, the square website has updated that my links are not when you click on them going right to it. I, we have tried and played with it. I'm still trying to figure it out. So please accept my apologies for that. I don't know why they're not doing that. And it's very, very frustrating because I always like to be able to have that in there for you guys to click on it and go right to it. But I do put the website information on there. So I know it's a little bit more of a hassle to write it down or just go directly, add a new tab, go from there, and then um, click on it. So there you have it, Watercolor Cafe. Glad I got to finally cover it on here for the restaurant series. And lots of exciting things coming up. I will be sharing that, some of it through my socials to share you what is going to be going on. The park series is officially starting. We will have, um, my goal is to try to get between four to six episodes before they um, have to go back into getting everything all ready for opening. And we're covering just, we're skimming the top, guys. There's so much to cover, but it's going to give you a lot more information to help you when you want to come up to the island and experience the parks and what to look for if you've never thought about visiting before. I'm so excited for that. I have some great authors that are going to be coming up on the show. Um, there's also um, some other people with the hotels, uh, photographer, just lots of great interviews and trying to get these all done before the season starts. And then after that, they'll be spaced out. It's a little bit more difficult when it begins full season because it's full season and everybody's busy. So there you have it. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, for reaching out, doing all that you can. I really appreciate it. Um, I did also want to say, um, someone had reached out to me in one episode I shared about the backpack. I put it on the website, and it's under links I have mentioned. This is, again, why the links were making me mad. But I took a picture of what it was, and I put it what it is of this backpack. Now, there's another bag that I might get from TikTok. So I'll keep you guys posted if I get that one, because this one I think will be a good one. Um, so stay tuned with that. All right, that concludes this week's episode. I look forward to talking to you next week about our favorite place, Mackinac Island. Totally Mackinac Island is written, produced, and edited by me, Heather.